Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy D. Kim is a Harvard-trained ethicist and co-founder of 180 Church NYC. He is a Yale Hastings Scholar at the Yale Interdisciplinary Center for Bioethics and the Hastings Center, where he explores the inequities surrounding health, immigration, and social policies, along with professional burnout. He is also a regular contributor to Christianity Today. For more information, please visit his website at samdkim.com. Welcome to those in person and watching online. Let's spend a moment to center ourselves in the rule of life and allow the most primal part of who we are as human beings connect with the eternal longing we have for the presence of God. Tish Warren, uh, a contributor for the Times in Christianity Today, said that perseverance is an artist and we are its medium. Father, we're very fatigued with not just COVID, but many things in our lives that are, seems perpetual, it seems ongoing, and it's difficult to see the end of the tunnel, the light in the end of the tunnel. We need your eternal perspective outside of this time and space so that we can rise above. Because we've been vigilant, and especially those been the most vigilant got COVID. So we're really fatigued to help us. Lord, have mercy. Everyone, let's exhale. Yeah, let, let it all out. Venting only works when you vent to God. Give him all your frustration, all your weariness, and let him carry you in this season, in the new year. Let's learn to pray again. And inhale. Oh, the presence of God, his mercies that are new every morning. All God's people pray. Amen. Coughing in this season is scary, right? You're like, I'm okay, I'm negative. (laughs) So there's something called, let's put this picture up. Forget about um, being asymptomatic and showing symptoms for COVID. There's something called chronic fatigue. How many people, raise your hands if you have chronic fatigue. Chronic fatigue, if you see the symptoms here, just simply means you're tired of being tired. You're fatigued, you have headaches, loss of memory, and this is something (laughs) my family has been calling me on. Are you getting old? Because it's right near my birthday, 42. Uh, That's the first time I actually told the truth about my age. Is it ethically, um, is it it ethical to leave a 31-year-old picture of yourself on Twitter? Because that's how I see myself. But, but people have been calling my family loss of memory, loss of concentration, getting words incorrectly, uh, can't recollect memory, uh, sleeping problems, insomnia, muscle pain, sore throat. In this season, 
we've been diligent and vigilant in our battle against COVID-19, but we're still, the war is still ongoing and we feel chronic fatigue. And it's not that your faith is wearing out, it's just that we're human. Tell someone next to you, it's okay. Yell at me if you need to, okay? It's okay, I mean, it just means we're human. Humans have limits, we're wearing out. If you look at this text that that we're studying today and exploring, excavating, it talks about different cases, different kinds of things that you will face in your life. Like for example, Omicron got basically everybody sick watching online right now, and many of you, thank God we had the three-week break or none of us would be at church, right? My whole family got COVID except me because I have super genes. Um, my wife was like, don't say that in public. Don't flaunt that. It's just true. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you, my whole family got it. We're, we're tired of it. We want to get over it. But some people have asked, how do we go from Delta to Omicron? I am, I don't, I'm not a scholar in Greek alphabet, but there's mid. Well, if you really want to know, the other variants didn't matter. They didn't, they were not infectious and they weren't a problem until Omicron. They were what? Different kinds of COVID, different variants of COVID that now pose a severe threat. Parallel to that, this passage teaches about different kinds of things different trials, different situations that we will face that will require different kinds of prayers. For every situation, different kinds of things that rise in our lives. We're going to need something different, a different way to pray, different words to pray. And that's why in this new year, more than ever, we have to learn to pray again. You know, that's the only thing in the Bible the disciples asked Jesus how to do. Jesus, how do we pray? A lot of times prayer is more caught than taught. But this year, particularly, as we go through different kinds of trials and some old trials that never seem to die, I want to give us new ways to pray to express frustration. Because that's the only thing that's going to get you through the night, the day, or maybe, and hopefully, knock on wood, not this whole year again. Is this wood, by the way? I don't know. It might be marble. <laughs> it's just Union Square. <laughs> but um, new kinds of prayer, new ways to pray. Why we need to learn to pray again. Because when you look at this passage, you see Jesus teaching his disciples and his followers different approaches to prayer in different situations, different kinds. When the disciples asked Jesus, 
why couldn't we cast this evil spirit out? Jesus said this kind, right? Jesus is this kind could only come out by prayer and fasting, which in the Old Testament and the New Testament, they're synonymous. They're inseparable, prayer and fasting, meaning you're digging the well of a source that's ancient, and a source that you can't change. Water is the source, the well of revival, the wells of renewal. And Jesus is saying you need to tap that well because there's a spiritual battle. And sometimes you'll face different kinds of situations where you can't overcome. You'll be bumpy. Because until this moment, the disciples were able to cast out every kind of spirit. And that's why the disciples were sort of like bewildered by why this was a different type. They were finally facing Omicron, you know what I'm saying? And they didn't know why they couldn't. And sometimes in this year and through the years of our lives, we'll face different kinds of trials that we won't be able to break through the same ways we had before. And that's what Jesus is trying to teach. And that's why I want to answer that question, why we need to learn to pray again in the new year. So let's look at this text. Jesus asked the boy's father, how long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered. He has often thrown him uh, into fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. Jesus says in verse 23, if you can, tell someone next to you, if you can. That's the one thing that God doesn't like to hear. When you approach an infinite source, you don't ask him if he can do something. But Jesus is identifying a chronic condition we feel when we're what? Chronically fatigued about something that has been determined and feels determined, fatalism almost, in our life, there's no light in the end of the tunnel. The man has been what? It's not that he doesn't have faith. He just what? Is cynical about if there really is an end to this or he would not have come to his disciples, right? You don't come to church because you don't have faith. You just don't know if he'll do you any good. <laughs> been talking to people, yeah, I come to church, and I have a conviction, but I don't know if God's going to be able to change. God can change your life and other people's lives, but I don't know my life. I've been dealing with this perpetually. So you can sort of see the psychology of the man he feels what he's looking through a fatalistic determinism that has held him captive. But he's trying. If you can do anything, Jesus, take pity on us and help us. Everything is possible for one, for the one who believes. Immediately, and this is the prayer that Jesus is trying to teach the man. Immediately, the boy's father exclaimed, and read it with me together, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. Sometimes, it's not that we can't pray. We just don't have the words to pray anymore. We need prayers to help us get through just this day, 
this night, this season. But my words are failing me. Sometimes there's a twilight between our belief and our unbelief. How many people feel that way? Yeah. When people say, I got COVID-19, yeah, I got positive, and then we go, we'll pray for you. We'll be praying for you. How many people actually pray? Or is it that like a perfunctory thing? Oh, yeah, we'll pray for you. It's more like, you know, language, etymology we use to make people feel better about their condition. I mean, how many people actually when said, I'm positive on text, which was like 19 texts, I'm positive, I'm positive, but even this week, I'm positive. How many people actually said, Lord, help them recover? Or did you just not pray? Because there are people that actually do pray, like Joe and Wendy. They pray for my dog because they, they watch her a lot of times when we're away. They pray for my dog every single day that she'll live forever. And she's almost 17 now, and she's not going to die. I'm afraid that she'll be alive for another 10 years. There are people that pray, but a lot of times we don't end up praying because our belief is what good it will do. You, what, it, what good will it really do, my prayer? Sometimes we don't have words to pray because it's not that we don't want to believe, it's just that this fatalistic determinism has taken a hold of our lives. And we need more enduring words to pray because our faith is faltering. This is why if you look at Amazon top 100 books, the only Christian book on the Amazon 100, there are only two. It's Sarah Young's devotion. Jesus listens and Jesus calling. Fifty Sheets of Grey has been forgotten. And they did a comparison between the, the primal need for sex versus the primal need for God in the presence of God. And Sarah Young kills Fifty Shades of Grey in its variants, which we want to get rid of quickly. But, I mean, you know what I'm saying? And um, you got that. And, uh, but why? Why is, in the top 100, why Melinda Gates, Kathy Wood, and many others are reading this devotional, Jesus Calling? Because sometimes when you're on in Wall Street and your and your stocks are your investments are down 25% or 40% after going 500, 600 times, you words you run out of words to pray. That's Kathy Wood, right? She's she's praying, Jesus calling, Jesus listens. People are picking up these books by the millions because they don't have words to pray. This year you will run out of words to pray because of chronic fatigue. So we're going to need disciplines of prayer. And I recommend highly, make a direct application. We're going to actually start having uh, Sarah Young's devotionals and other devotionals from Paul Tripp at the cafe at the cost of Amazon. So it's not like, oh, we're going to charge $2 to make up a difference. We're going to charge you exactly what it costs on Amazon because we have Amazon Prime business. <laughs> we're so cheap. But I mean, but we're, we want to give you words to pray. We want you to soak 
and saturate in the word of God and the presence of God. And sometimes Jesus calling you and speaking to you. And I know sometimes um, in real life, devotional seems corny. What's that going to do? Well, make a big difference when you're given words to pray. Because that's what you're asking when you do Jesus calling. The man's prayer, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. And as you get older, and, I, and, and it's been happening for me, I'm running out of words after tragedies and complexities that I face, the different kinds of trials I face in my life. And I don't have the eloquence or the wisdom to pray. So I have to go back, what? To dig, to dig the wells of the original source, the ancient church from Abraham, to the, to the church early fathers, to writers today that are digging that well to give you the words. Amen? So I encourage you to start a devotional. There's Daily Bread, there's Sarah Young, there's many that we're going to offer. I want to read this quote from the book that uh, Tish Warren just won, the book of the year for this book called Prayer in the Night, I highly recommend it. It is prolific. Uh, columnist for Christianity Today, just hired by the New York Times to start writing about faith. I, I would even ask that you subscribe to her newsletter. They are rich in church history and prophetic, and they really help you every day. And this is what she says. Every prayer I have ever prayed, from the most faithful to the least, has been in part a confession uttered in the Gospel of Mark. I believe. Help my unbelief. That was my prayer as I repeated the well-worn words of Compline, which is a book in common prayer, the book of common prayer about praying in the night in ancient times. The church for centuries have prayed this. And as countless nights before, the church in the midst of my weakness responded in her ancient voice. Here are some words. Pray them. They are strong enough to hold you. These will help your unbelief. Faith, I come to believe, is more craft than feeling. And prayer is our chief practice in that craft. Mm. Wow, powerful. So, why do we have to learn to pray again in this new year? First lesson we learn is because sometimes what? We run out of words. But it's okay. We're not meant to do faith alone. No one has asked you to be more than human. Jesus saved humans, remember? But the, the church in her ancient voice offer us those who tapped into the, that well of renewal and the infinite presence of God can give us theirs. The church in her ancient voice will give us some words. So this year, I pray that you anchor your life in the prayers of the church. Pray them. And Jesus doesn't say pray for a long time in the Bible or pray forever. He does say, Paul does talk about praying without ceasing. 
But that's a rhythm, a discipline that we must integrate into our lives as we face different kinds of things and trials. Amen? That's the first thing. Second, let's move down. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, read with me, this kind can come out only by prayer. So sometimes you run out of words. Other times you run out of power. It's a different kind. This kind of demonic resistance, this kind of strong, this stronghold could only come from fervent prayer. And you need more power. You need more um, you need more horsepower. You cannot break through this kind. And some some of you are going through that in your life. Because this this thing has come back. This thing is haunting me. This thought is harassing me. This behavior won't let me go. And so it's not that you lack words. You know exactly what the struggle is, but you just don't have enough power. You run out of power. And this year, we're going to teach different disciplines of prayer. High-intensity prayer. HIP, like high-intensity workouts, which I don't do anymore. I just walk. I'm tired. I have chronic fatigue. That's my prescription, so I walk. But high-intensity training is really the, you know, empirical way of losing weight and staying in shape, building muscle, all that. And same goes, and we're going to go over that, but high-intensity prayer is praying out loud declarations of Scripture. And, and saying them out loud. I mean, you can love someone, but it's different when you say them out loud. Right? You can think of asking someone out in your mind, but nothing's going to happen if you don't say them out loud. It's, and so there's power to decoration. We'll, we'll talk more about that. But there's also heavenly prayers. Like, for example, uh, put this picture up. Uh, one of the benefits of COVID worship and, and the benefits of even how the remote holiday services, I mean, I've been recharged. I, I told you last time I spoke here that after I spoke, which is in the 19th, that I was going to lie down and not get back up. That's what, exactly what I did. Literally. <laughs> that's an exaggeration, okay? That's not literally what I did. But, <laughs> but one of the benefits of, of remote worship uh, during holiday season uh, is that we get to worship together. And for me, I'm from the charismatic, spirit-filled tradition of the Methodist Church. So I speak in tongues, the heavenly language. So sometimes you need the ancient prayers of the church. But if you read scripture, there are what? Heavenly prayers. So I don't even know I'm doing it. They're primal for me. They're instinctual because the Holy Spirit takes over. So when we're worshiping at home in remote service, I'm just, you know, Letting my prayer language go, you know. I should have bought a Hyundai, you know. It should have a Yamaha. And then that's what it sounds like. And, and, um, and, and, and every time I do it, all my whole family laughs. And both my sons begin to copy me. 
You know, they start praying in tongues, you know, actually, oh, I actually felt that way. And, uh, you know, like they, they start copying me and they pray in tongues, the heavenly language. And then my son asked me and, and, and uh, his mom's like, but I don't get it. How come when I copy him, even when he's not around, I feel tingling sensations? There's power. Because that prayer is from a heavenly source. He'll remember even when the light dims back in hindsight in his life that there is a source of power that you can tap when he remembers the remote worship services in hindsight. This year, some of you, and in 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to teach this in the, in the next season, it says don't be ignorant about spiritual gifts. Seek tongues, it says. How many people have, have you sought out tongues? You go, God, give me tongues. No, no, I don't want to do that. It's great. You know why? Because then you don't need ancient prayers. Why? You have heavenly prayers. I don't want to flaunt heavenly prayers. Hey, it says the Holy Spirit prays for you. Direct power source. You know what you're saying? No, God does. And he's praying for me. The Spirit is praying for me. So this year, one of the things we'll explore more is if I pray for tongues, will God give me the heavenly prayers, the heavenly language? Some of you, I'm telling you, will get it. You're like, that's kind of freaky. But it'll be fun too. So why do we need to pray again? Learn to pray again. Secondly, because sometimes what? We run out of power. If you're running out of words, powering through, the different kinds of things that you're facing or will face, when, not if, you'll need the ancient prayers of the church to help you get through the night, the year, the season. And other times, you'll need the power of the Spirit to break through demonic power that's harassing you. And that is what we want to unpack this year. Amen? So let's stand and pray together. your hands today to the Lord and will you pray for the power of the Spirit to empower your life when we run out of power and will you ask for the words of the ancient church to strengthen you to strengthen us when we run out of our own. Family, you are not alone in the darkness this year. You are not alone during the day as thoughts harass you and self-talk accuses you. The church and her ancient voice will give you the words you need to get through the night. 
The Spirit's power is available for those that are being harassed by demonic power. We are here together as a community of the church through the power of the Holy Spirit. You will not be alone. You will be strengthened in the work that Jesus has started in you. For he is faithful to complete it. All along. Have these words to pray. All along you are beside me. You were beside me. Show the way and show the way. 
from the source, those who've gone before us, the ancient voice of the church. She's been praying the prayers of renewal, of healing, of Emmanuel for centuries and millennials, and they've endured, and they will strengthen you. They will give you strength to get through the night and the strength to get through this season. Go to Amazon today, order those books, or pick them up next Sunday. Second, we need to seriously, we're going to be effective in our witness and have power as believers. We need to walk in our authority in Christ. This year, let's really learn the art of the power of God when it comes to different kinds of demonic resistance. To strengthen you. To be able to fight well against harassing thoughts, particularly in the battlefield of our mind. God's power will strengthen you. Let's bow our heads for the benediction. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. All God's people say, Amen. God bless you. Go in peace. We're so glad to see you here, both in person and online. I'm Sarah. I'm a member here at 180 Church. I'm going to be sharing our community news today before we go into the rest of our service. So our first announcement is tithes and offerings. So if you're a member here at 180 Church, we want to remind you to keep um, God in the center of our life and our finances. Um, so you can tithe faithfully at Venmo, Zelle, Chase QuickPay, or PayPal. If you're visiting for the first time, welcome. There's no financial obligation to give, but if you'd like to, um, you're welcome to give at the methods I mentioned or at 180church.tv to learn more and give through that way as well. The next up is Bible Reading Group. So Bible Reading Group can be found at 180BRG at Instagram and Tumblr. Um, so this is a really great way to um, just read the Bible throughout the week and learn more about who God is and just make it a part of our life. Um, and so you can check us out there and follow along. Our next announcement is about prayer. 
Um, as a community, so we have our prayer text hotline at 5397 prayer. This is an awesome resource where if there's anything um, that you would like to request prayer for or anyone in your life, you can submit it here and there will be a team praying confidentially for it and for you. If there are any victories in your life, you're also welcome to share them as well so that the team can celebrate with you. And we also have our house of prayer. This is on Sundays right here in the theater at 1140 every Sunday before service. And this is a place to um, prepare and quiet our hearts before service as Pastor Lydia leads this time. Our next announcement is about small groups. So small groups are a way where we can slow down and reflect on what we hear on Sunday in the context of community. We're meeting mostly remotely at this time. So we have multiple groups that meet throughout the week. Our adult groups meet on Wednesdays at 7.30. Young adults meet Thursdays at 7.30. And 180 Fellowship, our college ministry, meets on Mondays at 7.30. If you're interested in getting plugged into a small group, you can talk to me or any of the greeters in blue and we'll help find the right one for you. Um, our next announcement is about social media. So there are so many ways where we can stay connected um, as a community throughout the week. We have three handles on Instagram, um, 180 Church, 180 BRG, and our 180 Fellowship page. We have our YouTube at 180 Church NYC, where I know many of you are tuning in now. We have Dr. Sammy's Twitter page at Dr. Sammy Kim. Is it a Twitter page? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we have our Facebook at 180 Church, and our um, as I mentioned, we have our um, 180BRG at Tumblr. So we welcome you guys to follow along there. Our next announcement is about ways that we can serve the community. So we are looking for volunteers in a few different areas. So if you're looking to serve, um, we have some opportunities here for you. The first one is about children's ministry. Um, if you'd like to uh, just be around kids and teach them about God, you can um, talk to Pastor Lydia or Michelle Kim and they will um, get you plugged into that. Next, we have 180 Cafe. As many of you mentioned, we have awesome baristas making coffee or tea that you can enjoy before and after service. If you'd like, if you like making coffee, we're looking for volunteers here as well, so you can definitely join us there. Um, and lastly, the greeting team is also looking for volunteers. If you're interested in serving the community and just saying hi to faces, it really makes such a difference for people when they come. So if you'd like to be part of that ministry, you can talk to Danny O or Wendy Lee.